Got sundown coming through the window here. You're live. Excellent. Welcome to a very special episode of Settle on the Screen. Live via satellite from my hollowed out volcano lair. My name is Don Atreides. Our normal hosts of Mike Soroka, Nick Houselander, and Glenn Updike are not available due to mysterious circumstances. My uh, alibi for the evening is Mr. William McAvoy, also known as Data God, also known as Bill McAvoy, also known as anything else? That is that all of them? Well, that covers them all the bases. Excellent. If we'll make up some more throughout the show. Um, before we go any further, let me just say that uh, the views expressed on the show are just our views. Um, they are not necessarily the views of HD Films, Twin Galaxies, any affiliates. Um, so if you try to sue them, it's not going to work. Um, you're going to have to sue us directly. So uh, for all of our opinions, which we have many of. So. Uh, without further ado, let us get to the highest score. So, Neostorm, if you could uh, show uh, Mr. Mr. Mike Soroka and Nick Houselander have pre-recorded for us um, before they ran off to hockey land. So, uh, go ahead and run that for us if you would, Neostorm. Thanks, Don. Yes. Well, we're still here. We're just going to real quickly do the world we records. Won't take too much. Won't take time. too long. Oh, we'll see. Maybe a little um, bit. Maybe too much time. That's yeah. actually probably what we're going to do. Exactly. But. So, uh, world records for the week of September 11th, 2015. Yep. Congratulations to Andrew Mee for beating his score on Endless Mode. Uh, 30,156 points on the game uh, 2048. Very cool math game. He played over an hour. Wow. On his phone. That is, uh, or tablet, I don't know. I like that he's playing. You know what system Andrew would thoroughly enjoy if he enjoyed <laughs> playing a math game for an hour. Andrew, you need to check out the Channel F. Yes, Channel F. They have addition, I subtraction. I bet he has one. He might. Multiplication and division. Yep. I'm not sure if there's fractions or not, but you would probably get a kick out of it. Yep. Uh, we got Ryan Geno from Aurelia, Ontario. Hey, we're going to be going past there. Yep. Um, SNES, Kirby's Avalanche, NTSC points, 68,693. Congratulations, nice Ryan. Nice job. Ryo. Hey. <laughs> yeah, Ryo, that's all. He's in the uh, Guinness Book for 2016. Ooh, which just came out. Yep. Just hit shelves. Yep, uh, Liam McNeil from New Hampshire. Uh, new score on uh, Super Monkey Ball for the Nintendo GameCube on, the fort, on, the, on floor 17 Expert mode, 6,086 points. Nice job, Liam. Nice. Welcome to the scoreboard. Old Lucas Arts game. Yep. Got Hector Rodriguez from Los Angeles, California. Arcade, track and field, fastest time, 100 meter race, 7.64 seconds. And man, Damn, that was that, that was incredible good. what we just saw there. Yes. Oh my God, did you see how yes, his fingers are nuts? It's, it's, for people who can play games like this, I, it's ridiculous. That's that's why scores like that are invented. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would get three times that amount. Probably Maybe. four times. Yeah, so. I was going to say. It would that's be not time. doing the pencil trick either. No, so. no. That would be doing legit stuff. Congratulations to Kaylee Bosley of, of course, the video game or capital of the universe, yeah. Roscoe, Texas, on Temple Run, uh, free for all, 1,436,989 points. Uh, welcome to the scoreboard as well. Something must be in the water. 
Yeah, what's going on? I, I don't down know. There? Something, there's just. Rasco! Right, a lot of stuff going on. Another Android score, too, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got Wayne Mears here from Rasco, Texas. For the Sega Genesis, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. NTSC points. 240,530. Congratulations. It's like actually a fun game. I've actually verified that one. It's actually. It's uh, just like an action adventure. Yeah, game. it's just go beat them <clears> up and. It's actually a very cool game. Very a, that was a probably uh, didn't sell too well, but that was know. a movie tie-in game too. Yeah, and not last but least, congratulations to Jesse Porter of Roscoe, Texas, again. once again. Xbox 360 Live Arcade, uh, 1942 Joint Strike, one player, one million one hundred forty-one thousand seven hundred fifty points. Damn. This just came across my desk, which is excellent. And just um, congratulations to Jesse because. Uh, he won this uh, this month's uh, Wingstop gift card giveaway. So congratulations, yeah, Jeff. Congratulations, Jesse. Jesse. Uh, expect four to six weeks for delivery, but uh, go ahead and uh, enjoy some wings. Yep. You do that Express Saver via FedEx. It just it takes a while. It but takes a long time to get that gift card, but uh, yeah. nice job. And maybe if you guys submit to the Twin Galaxies uh, database, you know. You too. You, you could, too, win, to, win a random... Win this gift card yeah. that I'm holding right up right there. Right yeah. here. You see oh, that? Oh, I caught it. Oh, right there. Yeah, yeah. the Wingstop yeah. uh, gift card. You can this flies away. So you, you should know? submit records. Will you win every time? No, it's all random. To be it's completely random. Completely random. We don't even draw it out of a hat. We no. just it just someone win. wins. Yeah, somebody wins all the time. Yep. So you're on and settle it on the screen all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, because that's the first time. <laughs> so. And quickly, as usual, for the past weeks, getting sick and tired of it, but uh, right now, me and Nick are on our way to yes, the King of 94 tournament, so if you're in Toronto tomorrow, please come see us. Um, Hopefully we, we won't get stopped at the border and not yeah, let in Yeah, that's or true. Well, we might be doing the show then. That's true. So, yeah, we might be heading back. So uh, make sure you uh, check us out. You're in Toronto. There is no live stream, but there will be next year. Yes. So, it's going to be good stuff, uh, man. It's going to be good stuff. It's gonna be. We're gonna. Be, Nick's gonna win it. It's gonna be great. Oh, yeah. And just a quicker reminder: make sure you guys book your tickets. Like I said, the past few weeks for the Twin Galaxies Entertainment Festival, October second through fourth in Banning, California, at the Museum of Pinball. And like I said, who cares about video games? All I care is about pinball and paintball. Yes. So make sure you're there. Go to the website twingalaxiesfestival.com. Yep. And go up to Mike and bug him. He loves it. I, I mean, just. It. Oh, he loves it when people just. I know because I'm gonna oh, play. Awesome. I'm gonna play Atari and, and uh, Nintendo tournament. So make yes. sure you bug me then, because <laughs> the Intellivision tournament, you know, I'll be free. I won't be doing anything. So <laughs> that's the time to bug me is during the Atari yes. and the NES. Definitely. Uh, you know, you can bug me during the Intellivision and arcade one. You know, because I'm not just really. Bug him the whole I'm not time. playing in those at all. But regardless, um, hopefully we come back winners. Yeah. From the NHL '94 Huge tournament. Winners. And uh, back to you, Don. See ya.
Hello and welcome back. Hopefully, I think that we're we're back in. I can't see myself. There's a delay. Uh, we temporarily got sucked into a black hole due to relativity and all that stuff. Switching between the the live feed and the pre-recorded feed. Um, these things happen. It's physics. It's just science. That's 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 what it is. So, uh, I have Mr. Bill McAvoy with me here, also known as Data God. Most people know him as Data God, and I'm very pleased about that because he is a guy that I find very interesting. Um, he oh. lives in Subarctica. Yeah, that's right, Bill. You are interesting to me. I think in, in part uh, I like um, photography, and uh, I – well, I'll, I'll get into that. But first, Bill, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what it's like living in the Arctic, and uh, anything else you'd like to say. Well, uh, it's cold, and I, I, I'm not uh, in Subarctica all the time. So, you know, I, it's, I'm a contractor, so I travel for the government doing things. Um, I picked up photography 20 years ago. Uh, sure. <laughs> so uh, I picked up photography. Photography is a hobby. I use it as a way to travel. I use it as a way to get into places. You know, when you when you carry a camera, you it's almost like a shield. And people, you know, if you act with a particular presence, and you can get in and take pictures of things maybe you weren't supposed to be there. So uh, I take photos professionally as for races, running races. Uh, there's a lot of marathons here in Canada that I, I do that, and that pays for all my equipment. Um, the past year or so, I've gone hardcore taking photos of arcades. So I've been traveling all across the USA. I've been from, you know, coast to coast, Richie Knuckles Arcade. I've been to John Salter's Arcade, Carrie Cheney's, uh, the Banning in California. I was in Jace Hall's private studio. Uh, so I was, I was very happy and very privileged to be able to do that. And I really enjoy sharing my photos. I, I was at the Kong Off 3 and the Kong Off 4 as well. Um, so I... I think I do a pretty good, a pretty decent job with my photos, and I love sharing them on Facebook. And if you see me at one of these events, I'll usually have a case full of them, you know, hopefully for sale. Not, not very expensive, right? I just, I got to legitimize my travel expenses, so that's, that's one way that I do it. So if you want to get a signed photo, like I did the group photo in, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good picture. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> So that's at one of the races in Ottawa. So one of the one of the uh, viewers or the the attendees took my photo. That photo is from Banning, California. So Billy Mitchell and uh, Joel West, or as I called them, uh, uh, Billy Joel, they were you know giving me the thumbs up. And if you notice in that photo, Joel West's thumb is even higher than Billy. I told Joel that. I said if you want to be more important <laughs> than Billy, you got to lift your thumb. Higher. So okay. you'll notice he does that a lot. And Billy's Billy a tall told guy, me so his that's, secret is that's not easy. He's very tall. And Billy, Billy has a secret, too. He likes to stand closer to the camera than everyone else. He waits for everyone to be lined up, and then he'll step half a foot or two feet, whatever, closer to the camera to look even bigger. So he's not as big as he appears. So it's a cool technique he uses. This was uh, – <laughs> I can't remember where that I one was taken. I just showed random. I just uh, picked pictures that I liked, and I was like, these are fun. I'll uh, – Yeah, so there's Eric Tesler and uh, Dave Danzera, and I, I don't know the gentleman with the uh, – the gang sign there. Um, I, 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 this must have been Carrie Cheney's arcade, I believe. Uh, so, like I said, I, I, I love traveling and I love going to the arcades. I find the color is beautiful that comes off the machines. I, I prefer black and white, but I've been, you know, flip-flopping back and forth when it comes to photographing actual arcade machines because it's, I don't think I do them justice by putting them in black and white. Because the the glow of the machine is is quite attractive. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. And that's that, a lot of that's, black and that's white. That's me in a nutshell. Arcades, anyway. Yeah, no, that's uh, awesome. I, I really, I, I really love the photography that you do. 
Um, I really, I think it's a really important uh, as a as a historical sort of record of of video arcades, which um, and in the the culture and everything. I think that um, that's something I wish there was more of in the past in the 80s and even in the 90s. I wish there was more of that. So um, I'm a little sad about that. But it's great to see you doing all this stuff. Um, let me let me well, throw. I'm up very a happy to do it. So. Do you want to talk about this one? Sure. This one was uh, turned out. This one was a fluke. I I flew to uh, Otomo, Iowa, because they had the Icon event. That's Walter Day's. Uh, there's an art gallery in Fairfield, and he was showing showcasing all his art that he does, all the trading cards and posters. And they were going to have a. They planned to have a group photo, a recreation. Um, but the photographer that they had, uh, he couldn't make it that day, or something like that, or he, he bailed out. So I brought on my camera gear anyway because I wanted to be the one to take the photo. So I was in the right time at the right place. I was prepared. Walter set up that whole shot. He's like a maestro. So he worked. He got everybody organized, all the the cheerleaders, everything. Carrie Chan. And he brought those, I think, one, two, three, four, five, six machines. And those are the machines that were in the original photo in Time Life magazine 1981, I believe. It was a, uh, a year in review. And Walter Day and the very first competitive video game players ever, like they were professionally, uh, the professional team, I guess, Team USA, they were there and they took a photo. So this was a recreation of that. So they had the, the exact same games. Um, and then a lot of the people that were in the original photo were there as well as their families and then friends and of course uh my favorite one of the original cheerleaders was in this photo as well so that was that was pretty oh, cool really? and, I did uh, not which one oh her name is oh it slips my mind oh she's uh she's right beside walter in the photo um i, I can't see it it's it's pretty small right now yeah it's kind of tiny I'll, I'll, there uh, oh she, is she yeah, right behind I'll, I'll, in blue Yes, yes, yes. She's wearing a blue okay. T-shirt there. So yeah, no, so she it, comes out I'm, to those events. I've already told Bill that I really want him to bring some copies of this photo for sale at, at Bannon in California in October so that I can buy one and have some people sign them. Because, of course, Walter Day is going to be there. Billy Mitchell is going to be there. So I'm, I'm hoping that um, now you kind of have to. So if you weren't going to, you do now. Oh, I definitely will. I, okay. I, where I was getting printed um, on online their their servers got hacked so they were shut down all summer long so they're back online now i can get my stuff printed again and, and bring items with me i was going to bring a whole pile to uh the kong off four because i drove to it so i could have just filled my trunk with photos but i wasn't able to print them in time but uh, i'll definitely okay. bring photos and all the you know all the, the people there they they carry the celebrities they carry uh markers to sign things so you just here can you please sign this or i can even get them to pre-sign them if i see them at the table signing so it's all it's all in uh, good fun, and it, it's awesome. a good time. So you're also the editor in chief, I'm going to say, of Arcade Magazine, uh, Arcade Magazine. Ar I'm yes. sorry, Arcade Culture Magazine. Arcade right? Culture Magazine, right? Arcade Culture Magazine. Yep. So which is a sort of a satire. Um, I'm going to close. My ah, there we go. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> some representative ones. Um, I love Arcade Culture Magazine um, because one, I read it cover to cover. Um, which is rare for me with the magazine and just the obviously the photography I think is very clever um, so how did you get started with okay arcade culture magazine well Richie Knuckles had a has a show on um, 
sporadically now, but he was doing it every week, say three or four years ago, called Archie Culture. And it was like a two or three or four hour show, depending on how many people he had on. And it was broadcast out of his arcade in uh, Flemington, New Jersey. And I was one of the original viewers, right, right from the very beginning. Um, I think I started with episode three. And then I thought, wouldn't it be neat if, if there was a fake magazine called Arcade Culture? So I put myself on the magazine and, and I sent it to him and he loved it and he showed it on the screen and I thought, wow, I'm famous. You know, it was silly, but I, it felt really cool to be appearing on, you know, to me, the new age of entertainment is interactive video, which is exactly what we're doing. We have people in the chat room here. We're talking to each other. We're spread around. This is live. This is incredible. So I started doing the a cover and Richie loved it. He put it on his iPad. He goes, look at this, look at this. And he was all happy. So I started doing a couple with just, you know, poking around on Facebook, seeing pictures of people that I knew and I I would throw them on there. And then uh, once I started getting into the photography myself, I had a lot more uh, material to work with. So, you know, there's Alan Stahl. He was at the Kong Off 3 when I met him. And so I, I, I love picking on him. And, and I'm not sure about that cover, but one of them, I said he was, you know, he was found a year later chained to a machine in a, in a, in a sweatshop, right? He couldn't oh, escape. Yeah, That's where yeah, I, I've seen that you know, <laughs> thing, things like that. And, and what, I, what I like doing is... The little green box on the right-hand side, usually in a magazine, that says page six. And there's something goofy like, you know, right. uh, sweat-proof marathon pants or, or you know, right. sweat-proof ties, things like that. Just just silly, silly stuff. And just, and just for no clarity, so everyone knows, there is no page six. It's <laughs> Okay, Culture Magazine there's, is one page. The cover, that's one it. Page. That's all there is right. to it. Um, yeah, so page six is just, just a joke. Everything's a running joke. You'll see, you know, the audience is drinking. What does that even mean, right? Because right, that yeah. comes from the audience is listening, right? No, no, the audience is drinking, right? You got to be drunk See? to really appreciate the, the humor. Much more apropos, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So I have probably about sixty-five different covers I've done so far. Some really are really uh, funny, right? Some are eh, hit and miss. Some cause, you know, the apocalypse to ha happen. Like, uh, I'm sure, you know, I see one of I've our seen. guests in the show here. I put Rudy on the cover, right? Because he got a high score. He, he, he broke Splatterhouse, and I, I threw him on there. And, and you know, I had a 1,000 people sending me nasty voicemails and, and Facebook hate mail, everything, demanding that I shut down the company and demanding that all of our sponsors don't. Like, there's no sponsors. It's not a real company. It's just me going <laughs> around in Photoshop. So it's ridiculous. So That's, I turned it off for a while, I, I but then I put it back on. And I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so I hope yeah. – I don't know. People, people are always going to get upset about something. And actually, we're going to talk yeah. about – Dig Dug and, and people getting upset. So there's always opinions everywhere. So I don't know. I, I think to some extent that's a mark of success. If you're not pissing someone off, then you're probably <laughs> doing enough or doing it right. So, uh, but that's, that's awesome. So I, refer to, awesome. I refer to that as Ru Rudy Gate. You know, it was such Rudy a scandal right. in my was, past. Yeah. Rudy Gate. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, one of many to, to our famed uh, Skype number four. Uh, Rudy J. Ferretti. So, actually, on the topic of of Dig Dog, and that this is something that's contentious was contentious with Corey Chambers and his record on Super Punch Out. Um, now we're talking about an arcade classic, which is Dig Dog. The the record in question is Donald Hayes, who posted a 5.4 million score in Dig Dog on a marathon, uh, and I he posted not the entire video. So, just for clarity, so people know, um, if you're not familiar. With the controversy that's been going on, uh, 
Donald Hayes posted not the entire video. He left out a big chunk of the video and wanted to get it to see if he could get it through anyway. Ultimately, it was rejected. It was actually today, I think, that it was rejected or last night. So it did not pass Oh, it really through. was. Okay, good. Yeah, it actually, it finally was rejected. And, uh, but I'm curious. To, now, I think everyone knows how I feel about it. I'm curious what everyone else feels about it. Uh, if you guys in the chat have opinions, uh, please feel free to voice them. I, I'm very interested interested in what everyone else thinks um yeah drama thread 2015 says ssd ninja aka <laughs> joe jackmovich uh it is very drama you know what though i think to some extent drama is inherent in what we do if you are going to be competitive in anything video games um or anything i think competition brings in strong personalities um, I think that's yeah. just the nature of competition. So you're always going to get these kind of conflicts, always going to get these kinds of dramas. Um, and I think in general, we as a community do a pretty good job of keeping that down. I mean, there are exceptions, um, but I feel like we do a pretty good job. What do you, what do you guys think? Would you agree? Um, are we just a bunch of uh, whiny, whiny girls? What's going on? No, no offense well, to that. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think that um, it goes both ways. I think what's only fair for everybody, um, that all the adjudications of each scores are going to be totally um, equal. It shouldn't be favoritism or because we like somebody or we trust somebody more than the other. we got to go by the evidence, and the evidence package is really what matters, and the problem is we're not always going by the evidence package. Some people are not voting for people because they don't like them or they're abstaining and, and stuff like that. As far as Donald Hayes goes, I know he's a great gamer, but since he did not provide the proper evidence package, I would vote reject. That has nothing to do with personality. It has nothing to do with not me liking him or disliking him. I'm going by proper rules. It would be the same for me as much as I could be trusted because I've proven myself live. If I don't put the proper evidence package, I should be rejected. Plain and simple. I totally agree. I totally agree. What do you think, uh, Bill? Oh, sorry. Well, I got a when I was... <laughs> sorry. No. <laughs> Somebody's mic is on. Rudy, you're going to have to mute yourself. Oh, yeah. Can you mute yourself sorry. again, Mike? Yeah. Cool. So, um, you know, I'm not I'm – a, I'm a very competitive person, but I'm, I don't put my focus in video games. I love playing them. I love arcade machines. Um, so I understand the competitive world. Uh, like, you know, there's different areas of my life where I'm highly competitive in. So what – I, what I think is that when someone wants the first place record or they want world recognition in this modern age, you have to be public about it. You, there's no more, well, you're my friend, I trust you, you're beyond reproach. That's not, it doesn't cut it. It's not about being friends or trusting someone. It's about having a system that gets respected. And the system we have that we've collectively, you know, it's still in beta, right? We're still in beta mode, but as a community, we've decided we want to see the full gameplay now if does that mean it has to be an INP and it has to be fully recorded no it can be one or the other depending if you're doing MAME or arcade or whatever but we've decided you can't black out part of the screen you can't hide your technique you have to show it and I voted I, I like Don I meet him all the time at, at every event I go to there's Don playing and he's kicking butt and he's getting major scores he's a true champion so I was a little disappointed that he would try to do that. It was almost as if someone would possibly was either setting him up to do that or encouraging him to, to poke at the new system. I don't understand. 
but I'm glad it was rejected. I voted that it was rejected. Um, he should just, if he wants to take the top spot, he has to show his entire technique. And that goes for Lexmark or who, who anyone out there who, who claims to be the world best at anything. If you can't prove it, you're not the world's best, period. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Is there anyone who disagrees with that position currently in the chat um, or, or anywhere in the world? I, I don't disagree with it, but I will say this. I think that that also goes back to something that we're going to open up later, obviously, um, the challenge of scores. I really feel that there's a lot of people over the years that didn't prove what they could do. And I'm not talking about the ones that, you know, have videos out there. I'm talking about people that have never done a video, have never come forward with anything they've ever done, and then they bash our new system. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say any names, but certain people have bashed the new system, and they disappear like they never existed. It makes me question every single score they've ever submitted into the database. Well, that brings up a, a good point, which is um, the the system to um, to challenge records is not operational yet. We don't know when that's going to be. Um, we all know that there are bad records in there. Pro generally speaking, I don't think they're malicious. I think it's due to typos and just you know confusion. And I know there are a lot of turnovers of twin G, uh, of of TG. Um, changing hands or a lot of stuff. I won't even get started on that, but uh, we all know that there are records in there that need to be uh, re reviewed, and um, right. I'm hoping that that happens soon. Yeah, but, me too. You're absolutely right, and you're right. It doesn't even matter anymore about mentioning names or who did what. We, we know, we all know, the people that understand what's going on know what happened, and the bottom line is we need to resolve the issue. Um, and... If it's going to be up to the community, then we need to have that um, option in order to make that successful because we can't have that in the, in the scoreboard and be taken seriously. We just can't. Right. I think it discredits the, the scoreboard to some extent. And as I've always said, the primary purpose of the scoreboard and, and, and its, its value to anybody is its accuracy um, and its, imp its ability to not be impugned. Um, for any reason. That's my opinion. That's why Twin Galaxies is kind of the gold standard, I like to think, and why they have the association with Guinness, et cetera, et cetera. I won't bore you guys with all that. Um, but let, let, let me read some comments from the, uh, from the chat. Uh, Zazkag. Read Zazkag. Yeah, yeah excellent. Yeah, it says, uh, Don, referring, of course, to, um, to not me, Don, but Donald Hayes, um, is doing this to keep other Dig Dug players on their toes. Um, he also said, um, where, let me see if I can find it. Go ahead and read it if you find it. Uh, uh, okay, I'll scroll up. He had asked, Don, uh, submit it off, uh, to a ref offline. So my comments to that, first of all, there are no refs. Right. So there's no secret way that a referee right. can review what Don's doing and then and say, yes, I speak on behalf of the entire community. Yes, this is valid. Because let's be honest. It has to be above the appearance of impropriety and whatever you know the word. I can't, I can't pronounce it. Thank you. So that would not be above reproach. That is, you know, completely, uh, you know, that that's the old system. The old system had problems, and, and the old right. system was slow. Let's face it; they they didn't adjudicate a thousand games a month or more, right? right. I mean, it was there was people volunteering their time, reviewing tapes, reviewing play. People are susceptible to being friends and, and, you know, or not not cheating, but you know what I mean. I mean, there is there's possibilities of collusion, or I just don't there like someone, so I'm not going to. 
like um there are a lot of rules that say i'm sorry there are a lot of rules that say like uh, no excessive leaching well, well what does that mean right so right. Th there's a lot of gray areas there that some people would say yes and some people would say no hence the public adjudication system right so currently there are no refs we are all collectively the adjudicators or we are all collectively refs. We get to review the games that we want to. Hopefully, it's the ones that we are, uh, you know, proficient in ourselves. We understand what's going on, and we get to vote. We get to explain. We get to debate. And, you know, there's a week or two period, and then the system decides if votes have been cast, and it lets us know what the final verdict is. And nothing's totally final because there is an appeal process. It might not be enabled right now. But, uh, you know, given enough time and resources, I'm sure Jace and the powers that be will enable that for all of us in the future. And an edit button, hopefully, too, where we can, you know, um, <laughs> fix our issues before we submit or even after we submit so we can, you know, retype something or fix an error that is done by the system itself. I mean, it's only it, – it needs to be done eventually regardless. And we're still in beta. We're still in beta. GGA uh, Han, Pete Han. Uh, let me read his comment, if I may. Uh, sorry, I, did, uh, made, uh, I agree the Dig Dug score should have been rejected. If it was anyone other than Don Hayes that submitted it, would there have even been any debate? And I think that's a really good point. Um, and he suggests maybe all submissions should not say who submitted it so that everyone can see it without bias, uh, which I think is a little extreme, but an interesting idea. Yeah, but then how are you going to know where that score goes to and who, who actually did it afterwards to put it into the database? Right. Unless no, I think he's saying like, just, just hide it during the adjudication process, but then oh, I see. that's, that's not a bad idea, actually. He's actually that's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. I like no, that. I said that, Rudy. You tag all your videos. I can see Rudy J. Freddy in all of them. So we would know that it was Rudy J. I'm just kidding now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, th that's an interesting. That's an interesting suggestion. Well, I could always I could always camouflage them. I mean, that's not a problem, but. <laughs> And, and uh, Mr. Barra uh, from New Zealand has a, an excellent point, which is uh, people would not be able to then post additional evidence in their own thread. So basically, if I post um, in the thread, oh, here's some additional evidence, well, you immediately know that it's my score, right? Right. Uh, so but it's an interesting idea, but I think that I think that the the core of the idea, which is we shouldn't take into account the person who is submitting. I'm not sure we shouldn't take them into account, but it should not be so okay as an extreme example if mike gerard posts a point punch out score my my uh my level of evidence is going to be a little higher right versus if say you know rudy or, or bill or, or mike soroka or someone you know somebody i know posts a score i'm not saying the evidence should be should be lower for them but i'm more willing to give them the benefit of the doubt in a gray area and i think that's what it is it's not it's not a black and white rule and i think a lot of people have difficulty with it because of that um which is why i'm heavily into guidelines but i won't i won't digress into that uh well there, there's still the entertainment value as well imagine if you were watching the olympics and everyone was wearing a mask and you didn't know what country they were from it was just you're just looking at people jumping and doing things right so i'm Ninja not saying that twin galaxies is at the 
Right, <laughs> exactly. So um, we're not at the Olympic level yet. I mean, as as worldwide audience, but the potential's there, and they're still sure. in our microcosm. You know, the community that we are in. I like watching certain people's videos because yeah. I like them and I'm cheering for them. That's Doesn't mean be- I'm going to vote for them. I will reject them just just as you know if they make a mistake because my reputation's on the line. That's the other thing I like about the system. Right. I made uh, a couple judgment calls and I was wrong. I lost like three or four hundred points. That hurt. So I'm a lot more yeah. careful now. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, that would be a good subject too, Diagob, for when we talk about banning here in a few minutes about you know the you know of uh, what it could bring to the table down the road for all of us if done right and everything. But we'll get into that in a few minutes. Yeah, we'll, let's talk about that when we talk about the the tournament and banning. Uh, but yeah, that's an interesting topic. Um, so before we actually, well, we can move on. We're uh, it's about nine. We got about thirty minutes left. Not quite. Um, does anyone else have anything they wanted to say about the um, the Dig Dug 2 controversy, as it were, uh, or the Corey Chambers one before it, or anything like that? Uh, I'm rolling up my sleeves in case anyone disagrees so I can I can punch, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to leave Dig Dug until we talk about banning, so I will have something to say about it. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. It just will explain the difference between consoles and arcades, so I'll leave it for that. Okay. Uh, although I did like, uh, and people uh, talking in the chat, I really did like Bill uh, Ninja Olympics, which I, that was your brainchild accidentally, but I, I really like that. I think we should have that. Uh, I think Japan may win that one. And just, get, you know, like. You, you don't even know the country. Volleyball. It's just, right. everyone, everyone wears a gray unitard and a mask and, uh, you know. And, and I really don't care who wins as long as they're like ninjas fighting. It's who cares who wins, right? Uh, right. Now, now, Don, uh, Aaron LaBerge has, has signed in. He's on TG Live 5. Excellent. He, he excellent. doesn't have video, though. So okay. can you hear us, Aaron? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? We can no, hear you're, you. You're loud and clear. So, yep, so Don, would you like to uh, ask Aaron some questions? Is this a good time? Yeah, so, Jen, yeah, uh, perfect time. Perfect time for it, actually, because uh, I'd like to save the contest for last because I think it's going to be a lengthy topic. Um, so, Mr. Aaron... And what's your last name, Mr. Aaron? Uh, it's LaBerge. LaBerge. That's a very, mm-hmm. I like that name. It's a very nice name. Um, it's French, yeah. <laughs> it's French. Um, it's French, it's French the for the, Is that the right? barge. LaBerge? What's that, sorry? The Is bay, I French? think. Something like that. Yeah. LaBerge. <laughs> uh, I don't worry about meaning too much. LaBerge. I don't know. Sorry. My French is terrible. So... Um, Mine too, so don't I'm worry about it. You are uh, uh, a denizen, I'm going to say, uh, the Galloping Ghost Arcade. Uh, which is a very famous video arcade located in what city is it in? Chicago. I have, I don't go to Galloping Ghost. I'm just very familiar with the people that run it and a lot of the guys oh, that are okay. regulars there. But you, Galloping you Ghost collect, itself, uh, I don't go to. You collect arcade machines. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Bill tells me you have about four of them. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Excellent. So what do you have, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, <laughs> I don't mind. I've got uh, a Sinistar cab. Tell us that's now. That's most... Yeah, it's in a star that's mostly restored. Um, it's got a J-Rock board in it right now. I want to get an original board, but when I bought it, it was kind of wasn't really clear to me that it was a J-Rock. I found out after it's like a multi. Uh, it's not a J-Rock. It's like a multi Williams. Bill knows all about it, I and I've talked about it before. I will trade for. I will trade you an authentic. Know. I want Sorry, a J-Rock board. You can't have it. J-Rock is awesome. It's better than the original. So explain what J-Rock is, so people who don't know. Uh, it's like a custom board, right? So it, it's 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 I I don't even want to say it's like a repro. It, it just gives you the multi Williams that I have right now. That board specifically lets me play essentially any Williams game. Well, 
within reason, pretty much any of the Williams games, there's a bunch that are included on there. There's Bubbles and uh, I think Defender and a few other ones, Robotron. The thing is, is the cabinet set up right now. It's got, it's all, it's like an original Sinistar cabinet. So, and I've got everything set up for Sinistar. It's got the CP and everything out, everything's set up there. So I don't really want to mess around with it. Bill's constantly saying like, you should play this, you should play that. But I don't, I don't really want to mess with it because I bought it as a Sinistar machine. I fully intend on getting, I'm a, I'm kind of a huge Williams fanboy, so I want to get all the Williams games. I want to get Robotron oh, right. next. And I also yeah, like to Robotron. get Defender and Stargate. Yeah, I think they just, I think they're beautiful machines and the, and the art and the colors and everything is really nice. So I sure. want to get all of them. So right now, this is just like my dedicated Sinistar. Maybe at some point it'll be something else, but for now it's just Sinistar. So I don't, I don't even make use of it. So Bill's always constantly trying to get me to sell it to him and give him my board <laughs> and get, it's not going to happen so, though. Let me ask just briefly, and then we'll go back. It will happen. Uh, are you going to be at Banning, California in October? Uh, you know, I wish I could go, but I can't because in November, um, with a friend of ours and Bill's, um, James Cameron, we're going to Fun Spot in New Hampshire for, uh, I believe Rob Merchek has like a, a yearly getaway there, but I'm just going with my friend James so we can go after some records. And I can hopefully take true. back the record from Robbie Lakeman. <laughs> I was asking, uh, because, of course, the Classic Arcade Tournament in in uh, banning, I thought maybe uh, you might be in there, but I'm sorry. So you have Sinistar. I think uh, I'm gonna give you a present to bring Robert. Uh, I'd love so to uh, behave, Rudy. I'd love to go to the banning. I'd love to go to the banning. Uh, the banning tournament. Uh, Bill has constantly invited me. He's pretty much tried to get me to not go to any other <laughs> tournaments I'm going to, to go to banning. But as it is, I just don't have enough vacation time to spread around. So this oh, okay, year, so. it's going to be for sure. It's going to be for sure uh, this trip. But then next year, it's opening up. I'm looking at hopefully going to the ghost and maybe potentially a banning event, depending on what's going on. But I'd love to go to banning to meet everybody uh, for sure. Looks awesome. Um, Looks awesome. So, so you have Sinistar? Yeah. Yes. Sorry. So Sinistar, um, I've also got a four-slot Neo Geo machine that I got for an absolute steal. Um, nice. I got that from a guy in Toronto. He sold to me super cheap. He gave me a bunch of games and everything. It was great. Um, I got actually one of those carts that has, I think, 100 and something games in one. So it's really, really convenient to have that. I don't have to swap out between systems and everything. And the guy even jerry-rigged an extra coin slot on it. So it's really, really, really easy. Um, I love it. The only thing that is not great about it is the CPO is was, like, redone with some weird metal. I'm kind of a purist. I like the art to be original. So I will be redoing it eventually. Nice. Um, in addition to that, I have two small custom cabinets. They're not actually legitimate arcade machines. They're custom-built arcade machines. I have one, which is a bar top arcade uh, that my friend James Cameron built for me, and he does amazing work. Um, I, I custom-designed. Yeah, you might have seen it before. I posted it on some TG groups and, and various things. Um, but it's it's really beautiful. He put it together in an amazing machine. It's a two-player. It's got everything you need on it, and we've basically loaded it with every MAME. Like, it's got MAME in, like, every game imaginable from the uh, nice. Internet Archives. So I use that to practice. That's my practice machine. And then I've got a little mini tabletop that's kind of old and crappy. It's not really a good one. Um, the next one I'm trying to get my hands on right now is I've been trying to make a deal off and on with this guy for a Robotron machine, but you know how it is with, with making deals online. It's kind of sketchy. Sometimes you contact people and it goes back and forth. So I'm really, really trying to get the Williams machines, though. And I've also been trying to get my hands on a, a deluxe Space Invader, but that's mm. also really hard because the guy wants a lot of money for it. So. Oh, sure, yeah. They get, they get pricey. They're, I mean, they're, 
Um, I've been eyeing a pinball table, and they're just crazy expensive sometimes. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's just that it's hard. I, I, I don't have any arcade mach machines myself. I know, Bill, you have some, right, in your home? I have three so far. I have a Space Invaders, uh, a Taito version. Uh, it's beautiful artwork. The thing is in great condition. I have a Buster Brothers that has a suicide chip that committed suicide, so I just I need to uh, swap that out. The, it it's was an anti-piracy thing that... Well, there you go. So, um, they. I also have a Superman. I picked up Superman. Uh, that's a, I believe that's a Taito game as well. So mm -hmm. it's. Uh, I'm very happy with them, but I want more. And, and I only bought those because they're available in my hometown. I'm looking for Robotron. That's that's the one. And 1943. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, uh, Bill, you like. Um, there's a game that's similar to Robotron that you've submitted scores on. I can't remember what it's called. Or at least in my mind, it's similar to Robotron in the look and the feel of it. Um, I played Nova. Zookeeper. I submitted scores for Zookeeper and uh, 1943. Nova is probably what he's talking about. Oh, no, Nova 2001. Oh, yeah. Nova. Okay, that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's a great game. That's a great game. It's really um, a great game. I love it. I think I, my score is number two, I think. Um, yeah. Number yeah. one. I can, I can do it, but like I said, I don't put the time in. And, you know, I put my efforts elsewhere. But I have a question for Aaron. Aaron, can sure. you ex explain to the listeners why you like going to the tournament at FunSpot? What, what's special about FunSpot? Is it the quality <laughs> yeah. of the machine? Uh, absolutely. Um, it's, it's, a it's honestly, it's a whole bunch of things. I, I really couldn't possibly encourage people more to go to these tournaments because the best, the single best part about the arcade scene really is uh, – the community and you know there's lots of detractors out there and we all know who those people are i'm sure rudy rudy especially knows who those people are um there's a lot of detractors out there and we're not, i'm not gonna we're not gonna talk about it but there's people that'll say a lot of bad things about the scene but i can say with 100 percent uh honesty and sincerity that those people are completely wrong um i've never been to an arcade tournament where people haven't been amazing and super friendly we come from canada we drive all the way up to the u.s Everybody there that meets us is incredibly nice. Everybody is super welcoming, you know, friendly. Guys will show you anything you want to know. Um, right off the bat, when I went to the tournaments, I went with Bill and my friend James. I got introduced to all kinds of people. I met, I mean, anybody in the classic arcade scene, a lot of well-known guys. I've met Don. I've met everybody. I Robbie Lakeman now who's the Donkey Kong champ. Uh, he and I are great friends, and I actually met him at the fun spot tournament we're now great friends i talked to robbie like every day every other day on facebook um i met a bunch of other great guys there including the guys from galloping ghost the chicago guys i met a bunch of those guys there so really it's it's meeting people actually and i've been I, there's only a few people that i haven't met in the scene that are really well known like jace and a few other guys that i'd love to get to meet which is going to be Come why to i have banning, to go to banning. Come i know banning. that's perfect yeah, i know banning. that's where yeah. you need to be yeah, because I know, and Rudy's been telling me I need to go to Banning, too, because he knows that we can hang out and, you know, say hi there and that kind of thing. But honestly, it's 100%. The community is amazing. Everybody loves the community. Uh, I met the, G, like I said, the Galloping Ghost Guys, GGA. They're fantastic. I love all those guys. We've hung out with them every time we're there. Uh, I met a bunch of people. So not only that, but Twin Galaxies, or sorry, Twin Galaxies itself doesn't have much of a presence there at the tournament fun spot. However, uh there still is there still is a presence um, for scorekeeping there with Orcade, which they do a great job. The Orcade guys are really awesome, and generally speaking, the machines are super well maintained. Um, 
for the most part. There's always a few that are uh, a little sketchy. Like, for example, my favorite game, the game that I actually had a world record on previously, uh, Death Race. It's one of the few places that yeah. actually has working Death Race machine, and oh, their yeah. Death Race That's machine is... Machine there. It's yeah, it's great when it's working. Sometimes it's not though, and and it breaks pretty easily because people can be pretty rough on the machine. It's the type of game that's pretty intense. You're in a and death so, race. I mean, it's kind of understandable. Mm-hmm, absolutely, it's, and it's and a race of I death. Guess, I, I would. <laughs> it's I get really into Daisy. it. I mean, that's not gonna work, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the crowd in November is very different than the crowd that goes in the summer. So you actually run into better people in November. You know what's interesting about banning uh, coming up is I've been I've been haunting the Facebook page in part because I want to know who I'm competing against because you know I'm a very competitive uh, individual but uh, I, I've seen a lot of faces that I don't know which I think is kind of kind of awesome like you know um, uh, Bill before um, this interview of course I've known him just from around you know on Facebook or different groups and Twin Galaxies and Rudy of course and just just everybody and 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 Barra and 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 all these guys in the chat uh, Pete Hahn but there are a lot of names showing up that I've never seen it so I'm very curious uh, about what banning is going to be like it's not a traditional I would consider arcade scene right so you're going to have Billy Mitchell there and Walter Day and a, a lot of you know Todd Rogers all those guys. But I think there's going to be a lot of fresh new faces. Um, I'm hoping, and, and I think a younger generation as well is, is coming up. So I'm very curious to see how that plays out, um, especially in the arcade uh, competition. I'm wondering, is it going to be all old-timers? Are there going to be some young gunslingers in there uh, <laughs> trying to take a piece of the pie? <laughs> you know, I think, that, I think it's going to be very interesting. What do you guys think? Well, uh, uh, I'd like to start if I could. Um, Basically, I think that this is going to really open up. This is one thing that me and Jace totally 100% have the same vision on. You can go look back in 2002 when I spoke about this. I think that we have the same exact vision on the future of professional gaming. And I think that showing that we can get paid up to $1,250 for winning a single little tournament like this, and if the right people show up and see it and we get enough viewers, it could grow to 10000 next time, 100000 after that. You know, I think the sky is the limit. And I think that people need to realize that anything is possible with this industry. It doesn't matter how old or new the games are. If I can pull in 57,000 viewers for Jaws, you could pull in a million viewers for Tetris or something like that. Now, that may sound crazy, but when you look at other sports around the world, how do they pull in the views they get? How do they get the sponsorships? It all comes down to money, and if you know the right people and they get the money together, it could work. But I think that, actually, on that note, look at the um, <clears throat> Twin Galaxies, I'm sorry, Twin Galaxies, uh, Tetris Classic that t- takes right. place in Portland, Oregon. That's right. been a pretty big event for the last couple of years. It just keeps getting bigger as more and more people get new in, into it. And also exactly. uh, gaming in general, League of Legends, of course, all these these big, more modern games even, um, very Absolutely. popular. So I think it's a growing industry, as Rudy was saying. And, and they and they, you got to remember, the classics paved the way for everybody. A lot of people don't get that. And they say, well, where's the money going to come from? That's not our problem to figure out. Honestly, that's Jason, his sponsor's problem to figure out. We're the gamers. We deserve to be compensated and paid for what we do. And he knows that, and he agrees with that. And that's why well, I'm really I, excited about this, regardless. And actually, what, to, that, to that point, the, the prize money is pretty decent, I feel like, for California. for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like uh, roughly $2,000 per tournament, first, yeah. second, third. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little versus over 12, wow, 1250, something like that. Yeah, yeah it, it is not, not a drop in the bucket to, you know, I mean, we're right. playing 30, 35-year-old games. Exactly. That's pretty decent money. 
that's my point. And it shows that the classic gaming scene can still be marketed. What I like about this tournament, unlike what we do at home every day, it really doesn't matter what we do at our house, you know, for 25, 30 minutes, three hours, right, when we practice. What matters is what we do in the postseason, which will be in sure. Bennett. Yeah. And I think that with this type of tournament, what's going to happen is it's anybody's game that's good at what they do. Um, it really doesn't matter what we're doing at home right now. I'm not going crazy practicing because I realize it's going to matter what I do there on that day. It doesn't matter what I do here at home. It's not going to matter. It's just like a team that practices. I could go in as the top seed or the last seed and win the whole thing. It just, it's just a matter of execution, luck, and then there's also what they call screw-overs, where you could execute perfectly but still lose. You know this. Every professional gamer knows this. Unlike the arcade scene, these guys have patterns. We're going to be playing games for three minutes. We're going to do whatever we want to do for three minutes. A lot of arcade gamers and modern gamers do not understand that, and they, and well, they knock in, us for that. In defense, but, in defense of the arcade tournament, they're going to be doing Decathlon 2 for three minutes at a, at a clip. So it well, will be very interesting to see... Who can hard. point press for three minutes on, on classic arcade games? I'm very interested. And and we've been talking about classic arcade games. Obviously, Rudy and I are interested in the Nintendo competition, but there's also in television yep. um, and the Atari. And both of those – and actually, that touches on one thing I wanted to see what people think about, which is uh, the Atari and the Intellivision are going to be on flashback machines. Right. And the NES, at least for now, is believed to be on the Retron 5 due to, yeah. due to video output issues. And I'm curious what you guys think about that. If you're in favor for it, if you think it's going to make a difference, um, and and you know, is it is it worth the trade-off to get the video? Um, some of these games, and I know this only because I own all the third-party systems, except the Retron Five. Mine hasn't come in yet, but I did order it. And make a long story short, I have the Retron Three, I have the Retron, uh, the first Retron, and the Retron Two. Okay. Now, some of these games play just like the original. Some the sound is different, some the speed is a little bit different, and some the colors are a little bit different. That can change your game. So I do have some concerns about the third-party system, but from what I've seen with the Retron 5, it seems to be a pretty good replication of an original NES for that format. That does not mean, though, it's going to be, though, for all these games. But because we're playing on a level playing field, so basically we should call it neutral turf, as you would say in professional sure. sports, so it really ain't going to matter. My only concern, though, is Arknoid, and I really feel if Jace cannot provide Valve's controllers, we should be able to provide those of our own and share them with each other for the tournament, only because that type of game really needs a Valve's controller in order to succeed. Kind of yeah. and if anyone doesn't know, Valve's is basically the paddle controller, like the right. paddle controller for the Atari would be. Very rare. Yeah. Very I agree with Rudy on that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty important sense. to have unique or uh, you know original controls, and that's pretty critical for something like Arkanoid. I love Arkanoid yeah. personally, so I, having I love said that, that though, uh, the difficulty being because the Valve's controller is rare, people aren't going to be able to practice with it at home. So it's kind of a disadvantage to anyone who doesn't happen to have that rare. That's I mean, they'll have it at a tournament, but they can't really mm -hmm. practice with it at home. I, I know, but that's that's so, not something. That's competitive that. gaming, though, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. For, for an example, like, uh, what am I saying earlier with the death race thing? I, I basically have to go on the ship 
in November to even have a chance of setting a record in practice. I literally can't practice that game right. until I'm at practice. the arcade because it's it's not even emu like you can't even emulate it. So there's I mean that's that's part of that's part of this. And I constantly yeah. chide Robbie and make fun of Robbie and say the only reason he ever beat me in that record was because he lived there so he could practice all the time. I can right. only play yeah. it for three three or four days a year. So <laughs> I mean and so that's part of the that's part of competitive gaming, right? If you're a competitor like Rudy is and like everyone else that's going to be going you're going to compete no matter what and there may be a handicap sure, yeah. but if you have the if you have the ability you'll have the ability regardless i mean well, you that, should that you should be really able to do point. it on the original controls about the classic arcade tournament which is millipede centipede and a few others that have the trackball missile command how are you going to practice that on an emulator you, you can't really or, or not easily anyway Right. So I think that that's one of the main reasons I'm not going to probably compete in the arcade tournament is, well, the first reason being I suck at arcade games in general. Uh, but the number two being that well, trackball, right? I'm just going to make okay. a fool of myself. Yeah, but for three minutes, you might be okay because that's what we do in our NES games, a lot of point pressing. So you might have a statistical advantage over some of these arcade gamers for three minutes. I feel that I do as well. Games like Dig Dug and Donkey Kong are very paranized. If we stay just on the first stage and just point press for three minutes, we might be able to really do some damage. Oh, sure, yeah. Donkey Kong, definitely. Just uh, And Missile Command, I'm pretty decent at, actually. Um, I actually use a trackball at home uh, yeah. as my standard mouse. But I'm just afraid that's going to be very different in the arcade. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I might compete anyway, even though I'm going to be terrible at it. But it's all about to get fun, except exactly. for the NES competition, which sure. I'm out for blood. But my, uh, other it, than that, you know. Is, it, my, is, it, is there an entry fee? There's What's no that? entry fee. Um, you have then to pay to go to the event. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're exactly, yeah, you might as well. It's not going to hurt anything, <laughs> except your pride, perhaps. That's, for, that's for the for the tournament in uh, in Fun Spot, there was a bunch of people there. The first year I went, and the year that I actually set my record there for Death Race, I remember there was a there was a guy who was watching me, and he came up and said, like, "Oh, that's really cool. What are you guys doing?" And I explained what the tournament was and everything to him, and I said, "You know, you should enter." And he said, "Well, I wouldn't enter. I would do poorly and whatever." And I said, "Like, listen, man, we're not going to judge you. It's not about that. You know, you go and you have fun and you learn. And every year you go, everyone." helps everyone else get better so i can't even hey guys can't you have 25 seconds so okay, i can't imagine good. the tournament banning is going to be any different it's a great i imagine it's be a great experience you should go regardless right. well i just so, have concerns about the flashback. 15 seconds yeah 15 seconds so i just want to say thanks seconds. to everybody great for show, stopping everybody. by bill and rudy and everybody who shut up everybody in the chat thank you for joining us on this very special uh edition of settled on the screen and i hope to see you every